0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. A few weeks ago, I started to minister on finances. The church is 16 years old, but in the 16 years, I think I've not taught more than 16 times on finances because I believe the gospel is about salvation and not money. And uh, I'm going to share about it a little bit more next week. But there are some men that have started to change their view recently. And saying that the gospel is not about money. It's not for sale. It's about salvation. So I want to continue to lay a foundation concerning that. So don't miss the following few weeks. Especially if people have been going through trying to figure out things concerning money. So the myth or the truth If you don't give your tithe, are you cursed with a curse? Myth or a truth? I'm going to deal with that from Malachi 3. What does the Bible say? Amen? Who of you would like to know? Because Christians have lived under so much condemnation. So I'm going to show you what the Word of God says. Do you have to give money and pay money before you are prayed for? I'm going to teach you concerning the Word of God. What does the Bible say about that? That's a very sensitive one. Amen. But we started last week and we said that it's really when we talk about finances, it's all about the heart. God is after your heart. God is not after your money. God wants your heart. And we started by laying that foundation. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is after your heart. And we saw in the book of Luke chapter 12 verse 21 that instruction is given that we should be Reach towards God. Be rich towards God. God is after your heart. God is not changed. Yes, we have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament, but we don't have an old God and a new God. It's the same God. Amen. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever as what Hebrews teaches us. Hebrews 13 teaches us. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi that we will look at next week as well. He says, I'm the same, I don't change. So God is like this the whole time. That's so refreshing to know that God loves you like this the whole time. We as human beings, we get angry with somebody and then we withdraw our love. We get angry with somebody and resentment fills our heart and we don't talk to somebody. But God is not like that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The reason why... People battle when it comes to finances, as the Bible teaches us. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So we need to view everything, even when it comes to finances and money, in the light of God's word. Finances is really not a very tense subject. If you just think about it, God made the streets in heaven of gold. Never had somebody come in here and say, I want to show you something, something amazing the streets outside are tarred they are tarred roads nobody's ever done that why because you just drive with them when you come in here that's the way it should be so in heaven the streets are made of gold nothing big the rest is filled with god's glory that the gold looks like nothing a matter of fact salvation is much more precious than silver and gold The man at the gate, beautiful, what did Peter say to him? Silver and gold I do not have. What I have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He was actually saying, forsake your way of just focusing on silver and gold. And look at the real precious gift, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added. So what it's really about is the kingdom of God. God knows you need the add-ons. Amen. If you go read Matthew 6, he says, all the things that the people in the world need, I know you need those things as well. I know you need clothes. Turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus 13. So last week, we really dealt with that it's all about your heart. Today, I just want to show you that God wants to be first. In this relationship, God wants to be first. Amen. Isaiah talks about God's people going into captivity, being taken captive. And I think when it comes to finances, the church and God's people have been taken captive more than in any other area. That's why we want to lay this foundation so that even when it comes to to giving, that you can see it's all about the heart and God that just wants to be first. Amen. Amen. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. Turn to the person next to you and say, first consecration. What does it mean? It means when you consecrate something, it's being declared holy. Holy. Everything and anything that has to do with God, it's the Holy Spirit. That's why you cannot treat something that is holy where God is involved, that belongs to God. Think about when God made the Sabbath day. He said, the Sabbath day, it is holy. He said, you, his people that are called by his name, you are holy. It says, marriage is something that is holy. When you talk about communion, it is holy communion. When you talk about the Bible, the holy Bible. As soon as you see the word holy, it means God is involved. It means it belongs to God. You need God's help in that. Because we can only give to God that which comes from God. So if we want to lift up holy hands to bless a holy God... He has to make you holy. The love that we give him is because he has given us his love. He's poured it out into our hearts. So you can only give to God what comes from God. That's why Abraham sacrificed, God asked him to sacrifice his son. Why? Because it came from God. So when you read and you see, consecrate. So God will first ask, consecrate. That's why whatever you do, some people that go to work, they think their work is secular. It's not. It's sacred. Do you go to work without God? Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast. Verse 11. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males, shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in the time to come, saying, what is this? What is the meaning of this? Why do you do this? That you shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. This is God's way of doing things. He wants to be first. He said, when your children ask you why, why? You teach them because God did something great. God took us out of Egypt. Now, I want you to take note that when the Israelites crossed over, wealth crossed over with them. Only those that crossed over had the wealth. Unfortunately, like in many people's lives, the Israelites first had to write the test of the golden calf. Don't the person next to you say, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> and unfortunately, the Israelites first had to write the test of the golden calf. That gold and silver that came out of Egypt with the Israelites when they crossed over into the promised land was meant to build the temple. That was the purpose of it was for God's house. But unfortunately, many people, because they don't put God first, they write the test of the golden calf. And the gold used for the golden calf, what did Moses do? He took it and he ground it to powder, and he put it in water, and he made them drink it. It was wasted. Couldn't be used for anything. God says, I want to be first. Whatever... You give to God when you put him first is never wasted. But when the first is not given to God, it's always wasted. That's how God operates. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to be first. God wants your heart. Your heart will reveal who's first. Just think about those of you that are married and you that are single about what you'd want. But In that relationship, you want to be first. That's what it's all about. You don't care about the rest. But if you know you are first, then you're happy you can be at peace. God in our relationship also wants to be first. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. Abraham. Abraham. A family member, Lot. Lot. Gets taken captive, he comes to the rescue, he helps him. You can read it in the book of Genesis. And he meets with Melchizedek. And Melchizedek takes bread and wine and he meets with him. That, that he met with him and he gave bread and wine, it means he explained to Abraham salvation. He explained to him to understand that there's going to be one whose body is going to be broken, whose blood will speak for you. One who is innocent will die. But through that death, he will be raised. And when he is raised, the Holy Spirit will come and be available to all generations, all cultures, all people. Go read Galatians 3. From verse 13, the promise made to Abraham was not houses and cars. The promise made to Abraham was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Because to be blessed is to have God's presence with you. You all say Emmanuel. What does it mean? God is with me. God is with us. To be blessed is to have God's presence with you. You are cursed when God's presence is not there. What is it when people come for prayer and they say, please pray for me that things will change? They want God's presence to rest upon their situation to change it. God planned that from the beginning for you. Remember, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What does that mean? From the beginning, God had planned glory for mankind. So he met with him, he shared with him, and then he gave a tithe of what he had to Melchizedek. He was saying, I acknowledge who you are. I'm putting you first. When the kings wanted to give things to Abram, he said, I don't want any of this. You're going to say, you blessed me. You helped me. So this is not going to happen. He says, the one who will bless me is God. I know how he operates. I know how he does things. And I'm going to walk according to that. If you go read in Genesis, I think it's Genesis 26, it says there, in that year, it was the year of the second famine. It was dry, and then it got drier. Verse 5 says, but he applied God's word, his statutes, his laws, his charges. Then you see his son that he taught and said, this is how it works. He sowed in the drought, and he had a hundredfold return. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's word works. When you put God first, God will put you first. Turn to the person next to you and say, just put God first. Why is it that God obeyed Abraham? Because Abraham obeyed God. Why is it that God listened to the voice of Isaiah? and Elijah because they listened to God's word. This is how God operates and works. Very, very easy. From the beginning, seed time and harvest. So when you put God first, you can know that God will put you first. Amen? Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Say say to them, there's hope for me. Tell them again. Say, there's hope for me. What is it that God did to Abraham in Genesis 22. After he said, you understand these things, you had revelation, I've given you a son. Now God says, I'm going to test you. I want to see if you're really going to put me first. Turn to the person next to you and say, I've written one of Abraham's tests. <laughs> God came to him and he said, I'm going to test Abraham. He said, Abraham, very easy test. I want you to take your son your only son, and go sacrifice him. The Bible said early the next morning, he got up and he took his son. And he said, we have to go. Abraham knew he could only give to God what came from God. Could only give to God what came from God. But when he had to give it, and his servant said, where are you going He didn't say, oh, I'm going to sacrifice my only son. I hope God's going to come through. He said, you guys stay here. Me and the lad, we're going to worship now. Because I know I can only give to God what comes from God. He said, I know that if I obey God, I know what will follow. The Bible teaches us that he had so much confidence in God that he said, even if I have to sacrifice him, I know what he shared with me. He can raise him from the dead. And he put God first, and God put him first. It's all about putting God first. God wants to be first. And that question, you can answer outwardly and say, God is first. But ultimately, God is the one who looks into your heart, and he knows whether you are putting him first or not. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. See, we live in a life where we don't put God first. We give God the time we don't need. So now when you give God the time you don't need, when it comes to all the rest of things, you do exactly the same. And all that God says, I want to be first. Like in that relationship with a husband and a wife where she wants to be first, or you want to be first, that's all that God is asking as well. Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. You know, even God the Father, when he gave Jesus, he had no guarantee that any of us would accept him. God the Father gave Jesus by faith with no guarantee that any of us would accept him. But he planted a good seed, and today you are here, I am here. We are serving God. So giving God the first part always brings God's glory on the scene. Genesis chapter 4, from verse 1. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. The NIV says, In the process of time, he gave some. Verse 4, Abel also brought to the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at its door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Cain came, and in the process of time, he brought some. It could have even been 10 wheelbarrows. We don't know. Maybe it wasn't wheelbarrows. I don't think they had wheelbarrows in those days, but whatever. How he carried it. The Bible says he brought in the process of time. So he first looked and he said, okay, these are nice. I'm going to take some of these, and then he brought it. Whereas his brother brought the firstborn. And God could see who was putting him first. It wasn't that Cain didn't give, he did give, but he didn't put God first in his giving. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to be first. Tell them again, say, God wants to be first. Many people say it's because it was an animal sacrifice. That's not what it's about. If you read there, it says in the process of time. In the process of time. Whereas his brother gave the first. Just think quickly for one minute. Going into the promised land, what did the Lord say about Jericho? He says, Jericho belongs to me. Don't take anything there. Destroy it utterly. Utterly it belongs to me jericho was the first city in the promised land god said the first belongs to me if you give me the first and it's consecrated to me it's given unto me that first part sanctifies the rest god wants to be first god wants to be first exodus 23:19 says the first of the first fruits The first of the first fruits. So the sensitive thing about money is, are you putting God first? It's not everybody is giving. You've always got something to give, but are you putting God first? The first of the first fruits of your land, give it. I've heard many testimonies of people that would come and say, the first invoice of the year, I give that to the Lord. I've had many testimonies when people got a new job. They say, the first salary, I want to give that to the Lord. I'm not saying you must do that. I'm just saying there's a conviction that people have, the first of the first. But I've seen there's a blessing in that. Amen? To put God first. And I believe every man and every woman of God has got their own way before God, how they put God first. Amen? But when it comes to your resources, when God looked at Abel's, he could not not accept it. He had to accept it because he said, I want the first, and when you put me first, I'll put you first. But to Cain, he said, why are you unhappy now? He probably said to God, I gave more than my brother. He brought two little lambs, and that's it. But look at me. I brought apples and lemons and bananas and I don't know what else. He said, I brought all of this. God said, cannot accept it. It was not your first. I wanted you to put me first. Why are you unhappy? Why is your countenance so, looking so down? You've not put me first. It's all about putting God first. The Bible says, if the first portion is holy, the first fruit is holy, the rest of the lump is Holy. Amen? God makes it so easy for us. Imagine God said, I want it 90%. Everybody's countenance would be heavy. There's God that we serve. <laughs> but God says, no, I'm making it easy for you. Just show me that I'm first. He said, Jericho is mine. The first city belongs to me. All the rest of the cities you can have. And I think if we can just teach people this, to put God first. That's all that God wants in the relationship to be first. The Bible teaches in the book of Chronicles when they circulated this, it was good news. The people brought their tithes with a happy heart and gave it. Even when David had to build the temple. We were sharing it with some people in this week. David was a man that put God first. He got sidetracked a few times, but God brought him back. He was the apple of God's eye. He was the one who said, I will not give God anything if it cost me nothing. That sacrifice of something costing you became part of his worship. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. In everything that you do, the past week now that we had, Pastor Craig here as well, he said, when you wake up in the morning, give God the first time of the day. When you wake up in the morning, who's the first person that you're thinking about? What are you thinking? Put God first. Train your heart to put God first. Your heart will always reveal the true you. Always reveal the true you. The widow that gave the two mites, she was putting God first. That's why it got God's attention. But Cain did not put God first. And all those things after that in his heart took him down a dark path where he actually killed his brother. So sometimes you look at people and you say, I don't know why God is blessing them. Don't know why God, it always looks like God is putting them first. Go ask yourself, maybe they are putting God first. You know what's the good news? The Bible teaches us in Genesis 8 verse 22, from the beginning a seed time and harvest. You can make a decision from today to start to plant seeds where you put God first, and you'll see God will start to put you first. Whatever situation you want to change in your life, you can start planting those kind of seeds And you'll see God will change your life around. The book of Romans teaches us if the first portion is holy, the rest of the lump will be holy. So I want to encourage you most people want a blessing on their finances. It's very easy, put God first. Put God first. You know, family, you know what's the good news with God? When we make mistakes, all of us have this battle in our hearts. The greatest battle is to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. That's the greatest battle, to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. Not to be second, but to be first. Not to give Jesus the time you don't need, the money you don't need, the strength you don't need, the commitment you don't need but to put him first in everything that you do. That's what it's all about. God just wants to be first. He's the only living God, the only living one worthy to be worshipped, is Jesus. And he says, you know what? I'm just going to put you to the test to see if it's real. Your heart will reveal the real you. We can outwardly, very easily deceive people. And put up a mask. But when it comes to God, he looks straight into your heart. That's why even when it comes to salvation, we confess with our mouths unto salvation. But you believe in your heart unto righteousness. What does it mean? It means righteousness is for those who believe it, not those who confess it. This is what it's all about. So when you give in faith... Saying, Lord, I'm giving this first portion. And I know you're declaring it holy. We know in your heart if you really believe it. Jesus said, the only way that I can see it is through your actions. Said, I looked at Cain and I said, you gave a lot. Gave some in the process of time. But your brother put me first. So God had to accept him. You know what this means? It's good news for all of us. All of us can be accepted by God. Just put God first. Make a decision today and say, Lord, I'm going to put you first. That's so easy. And every year, God will challenge you in more and more things. Amen? As he takes you from glory to glory and from strength to strength. Let's go to Matthew 22, verse 18. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Tell them you're made in God's image. Tell them you were never designed to be a sinner. You were designed to be a saint. You were designed to worship God in spirit and in truth. Matthew 22 verse 18. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me? He said, I can see what's going on in your heart. Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render, therefore, to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. They realized he had discerned the intents and the thoughts of their hearts. You know what he was saying to them? He's saying, look at this coin. What do you see? You see the image of Caesar. He was saying, give to Caesar what is in the image of Caesar. And give to God what is in the image of God. Who's made in the image of God? You. He says, if you made a decision to put God first, he's made you in his image and his likeness, God will put you first. says give to Caesar what is made in the image of Caesar but you that are made in the image of God surrender your hearts to God once again and put God first Amen? Paul said to the churches he said on the first day set aside something we know the Sabbath is on the Saturday Amen you know the Sabbath is on the Saturday but Sunday is the first day It's the day He's risen. That's why we celebrate and come together and have fellowship on the first day. Paul said, on the first day, set something aside. So begin your week by putting God first. What you are busy with, put it aside, because if the first part is holy, the lump is also holy. You'll find many people, even in their companies, I've heard, the the first day of the month, They'll put that aside and have a meeting and pray and submit and commit things unto the Lord. That's very good. Just don't do it in office hours. Amen? Give God the best time. Amen? Don't take your boss's time. Amen? Your boss's time is your boss's time. Give God his time. That's before working hours. Amen? Are you happy with that? Otherwise, you're stealing your boss's time. We don't want that. Give God that. Amen? Amen? Many people before they work, they pray. That's a good thing. Give that first moment, the first time to the Lord. That's all God wants. He wants to be first. It's all about our heart, and God wants to be first. The book of Malachi, when I start next week, pastors have used that so much to put guilt and condemnation on church members, telling them that you are cursed with a curse. Let me tell you something. You can ask most scholars. The book of Malachi wasn't even written to congregation members. It was written to priests. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. When he came to this earth, he came to die, number one, for our sins, to remove guilt and shame. You don't have to pay anything for it. Jesus paid the price for it. If God the Father did not withhold Jesus, the Bible teaches us why will He withhold any good thing from you? The good news is you can only give what you have. You cannot give what you don't have. And you can only give to God what comes from God. Do you know what that means? It means God is first going to bless you and empower you before You have to do anything. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He said, wait in Jerusalem until I've empowered you. Then you go out. Otherwise, you would have gone out in your own strength. So God is the one who will make the first move. When you hated him, he loved you. When you were not empowered, he empowered you. So God has made the first move to make it easy for you. He put you first when you wanted nothing to do with him. He loved you when you hated him. When you were running away from him, he was the one going after you, not giving up on you. People say, I found the Lord. You were running from the Lord. The Lord was the one who found you. Amen? So this God that we serve is a God that puts us first. Jesus in heaven being prepared to come to this earth to make a way for us. That Holy Spirit on the inside is there to help you to put God first. Go ask yourself, what is there that is taking time away, filling my life with things That I'm not putting God first. God knows you have to go to work. He knows all these things about you. But put Him first. The Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. The kingdom of God is just simply the way that God does things. If you can tap into that and start to put God first, you'll see how God will put you first. Then it's not this heavy burden. It's easy. Because your heart already belongs to God. You know He is your everything. Then nothing is too much or nothing is too little, nothing is too difficult. Because you know you're doing it unto the Lord. And whatever He asks of you, like Abraham, you know what will follow. doesn't matter what He asks of you. You can put Him first because you know what will follow. If this first portion... That you give and as consecrated unto the Lord is holy. And it makes the rest holy. It means God's presence rests upon it. Something that is blessed is God's presence is upon it. When you have God with you, you are blessed. Amen? Jabez. Jabez was a man that was born and caused his mother so much pain That she called him Jabez, that means he who causes pain. Have you been labeled in life? Have you been labeled in life? Can you imagine your son comes to you and says, Mommy, can we go play with him who causes pain? Please, my son, we've got enough problems. Let him just stay away. Come to your business partner and you say, Please, I've I've met this friend. We want him to become a business partner. What's his name? He who causes pain. Don't you think we have enough challenges in our business? Just keep him away. (laughs) But the Bible says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel and asked that you indeed will bless me. Let your presence rest upon me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be over me, that I will not cause pain. And God granted him his petition. So people can label you something, but if God's presence is upon you, now suddenly you saw he who causes pain is going everywhere and is making people happy. Maybe you've been labeled that family has never even owned a checkbook. But now with God's presence, because you put God first, now you suddenly start writing checks, doing things for the kingdom of God. Amen. So God's presence, Ichabod, is when God's presence has been removed. When the tabernacle, when God's presence was removed, the child got the name Ichabod. God's presence has departed. That's a curse. When God's presence has departed, that's a curse. But it doesn't matter what you are going through, if you have God's presence with you, you are blessed. Then even when you find yourself in the pit, you say, I'm putting God first. I know where I belong. I know where God is taking me. This is a temporary thing. And that's what the devil wants you to do, to take your focus off what God has promised you, off the word of God. Actually, the devil just wants you to doubt your sonship. Because if you doubt your sonship, then you'll start to behave differently. Put God first. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he put God the Father first the whole time. He says, I'm not going to do anything unless I see my Father is doing it. When the devil tempted him, what did the the devil say to him? If you are the Son of God, why don't you do this? And he tempted him. When he was on the cross again, dying for us, he said, if you are the Son of God, get off the cross. Imagine Jesus got off the cross. But the Bible said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Putting God the Father's assignment will number one in his life all the time. That's why he has a name that's been elevated, lifted up above all other names. Because he put God first. God says, now my son will be first. There's hope for all of us. Say, precious Father, touch my heart. Help me, O Lord, to put Jesus first. Help me, O Lord, to give Him the rightful place in my heart, to remove everything that's not of You. Precious Father, uproot everything that's not of You and plant everything that's of You. Help me, Holy Spirit that everything about me will be everything about you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.